0: Hello, I'm Tom. And I'm Nick. And this is. Who Who got got the the assist? assist? Oh, it's a
1: goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist?
0: Hello, so, wow, what an opening weekend. Goals, goals, and more goals with the new captain, leader, legend sent off, along with my 7.0 article tip, Fabregas um luckily i went for William. hey eh, nick
1: <laughs> so uh, how are you yeah not too bad i, I thought you were talking about john joy shelby there for a second <laughs> uh, yeah I'm-, I'm good tom I'm- i was thinking about a few years ago on my way over actually where i was looking for a job and i found a job but heaven knows i'm um, uh, you-, you don't want to hear about that you're here to hear us talk about fpl that's right nick we are who got the assist find us at who
0: got the assist.com and also on twitter at wgta underscore fpl in this pod, we'll run through this game week's key talking points affecting FPR managers. I'll date you guys on the anti-meta Darksiders team, plus do some Yon watch, of course, look at the market forces, and finally take some community questions. Sounds good, Tom. So how was your week? Well, well, it was, it was good, Nick. It was good. Um, over 70, for the first time ever, I think, on game week one. Uh, End up with 72. Picking the right captain in Kharku definitely kind of saved my bacon to some extent. <laughs> it, was, it was looking a bit ropey um, before Kharku. I mean, I had Salah, I had Bertrand, who got. Two bonus, my last minute kind of uh, switcheroo to Kalasinach. Uh, you were watching yeah, that one. You were
1: having a bit of a breakdown, I think, because. Taking the mick a little bit, calling you Tinker Tom, which is a character from Fallout, <laughs> yes, yes. because you were tinkering up to the last minute. I think you made a, a last. Actually, it paid off in the end because you took out Spironi and. Uh, no, sorry, you took out Hart, took out Hart and yeah. uh, Van Anhalt and brought in Spironi, who didn't play. No, no. And you also brought in uh, Klasnach, your I man. I did, I did. And I think that was the most disproportionately celebrated assist ever. You got extremely enthusiastic <laughs> on Twitter. I think. You, were you on the run or something? I think you were out, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> I was, going I was
0: having a few beers uh, with with, with, uh, with Mark Mully who's uh, who's my FPL nemesis, and uh, yeah,
1: wildly celebrated when that assist went <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, extremely overexcited, but what can you say? I think, obviously, uh, your pick, Joe Hart, was a yeah, complete got, bust, so think, that paid I'm, off anyway. I'm, I'm
0: glad that I didn't do Joe Hart now. I mean, the, when the fourth goal went in, I was just like, well, the third goal went in. When the second goal went in, I was like, phew, come out on top, perfect. How how was your week,
1: Nick? Well, I scored sixty-two points overall, which puts me in overall rank around one point five million. Which you know, I'm I'm slightly disappointed with. You know, to be fair, I mean, sixty-two seems like an impressive game week score typically. But this week, it was a high-scoring game week. I obviously talked about how I captained Harry Kane. Over Lukaku, I said you were mad. I know, but I mean, I was was very unfortunate with Kane to be honest. Like, obviously, he got yellow carded, which meant it was just one point. Which meant as a captain, it's just two points. He also he had six shots, five within the box. You know, he was he hit the post just near the end. I literally screamed out loud. I was like, "Ah." (laughs) and then and then he got in the back of the net. But of course, it was offside. So you know, he will score just unfortunately he did not manage to score against Newcastle but there was a certain person in the uh in the Tottenham team that saved my bacon um, in that game though and his, his name is Ben Davis oh
0: god again yeah again it's like this, it's like the last season just continued where it left off for you in terms of Ben Davis continuing to score points I put a post on Twitter of the shrine in your house you yeah
1: <laughs> well yeah the shrine's in place now we've got a shrine for Ben Davies. yeah he got 14 points which I was very pleased um with um also, had a Salah on my team, he got 11, which is brilliant. Lukaku as well. So, there's a few players that scored, but you know, some of my other picks, like, well, Alonso, he blanked, unfortunately. But he, he was another player where um, he had a few shots, took the free kicks, Heaton made the worldy of a save, should have really scored. So, I feel a bit, you know, hard done by it a little bit, but you know, yeah. I'm not going to complain too much because I think, um, you know, it's a decent opening score, keeps me in it at least. Yeah. yeah, I guess you can smile about it now, but at the time it was terrible. Yeah, it was agonising, agonising at points, but at least I didn't pick anyone like Cahill or Fabregas. Exactly, exactly. I mean, so, I mean, this week we had quite
0: a few kind of big talking points. Let's, let's start with the big man, literal big man, Higazi, in
1: not very many teams, but a 15-pointer. 4.5, would you have looked at him? Well, I think we discussed Higarzi and we ruled him out to a certain extent and I still feel like we were justified in our approach. Obviously, he was the cheapest man and the cheapest way into the West Brom defence, apart from Foster, but, you know, he'd never scored ever before. I think in his, in his last... Um, his Al an, club, an, an alley, out, yeah. nothing, like Fiorentina was in Italy for a little while, nothing. So, you know, we, well, never what were expected, you say? we never expected him to score. He didn't look like a goal-scoring defender, but of course, he was playing in a Pulis team and Pulis laughs his defenders to get forward and we also <laughs> fail to realise how big he actually was.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean we're not going to do analysis like that very often but maybe in this case we did like miss it because it's like he's six foot five inches tall therefore he might score a goal in a Pulis team. I don't think that's something that we even think about it seems too simplistic but mm. who knows <laughs> maybe that's the Perhaps. way we need to go but in he has, um,
1: he has risen in price already so he's up to 4.6 now. There is the threat of rotation, you know, with Gareth McCauley, he's still injured, but also Johnny Evans is a doubt for the next fixture. So when those guys return, you know, um, you might have to transfer him out again, but... In the meantime, he's a cheap way into the West Brom defence. So he, he looks is. like he's a better pick perhaps than um, Alan Nong. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had Craig
0: Dawson, um, but that West Brom game, my Lord, I looked at the stats earlier on, 29% possession West Brom had at home. So all they did was basically just got a goal from a set piece and said, here you go, boys. Have the ball. We're not going to get through us." Um, I and mean, Higazi himself, he had three attempts, which are two shots on target and one goal. So he has, he's got three shots per game at the moment by a sample of one. So I'm guessing that's going to go down. Um, my man Dawson, no shots, only won one aerial battle in the box, not looking particularly like he was last season. But again, it's a sample of one. Um, he won 3.5 aerial battles a game last season. You can only expect him to get it better
1: and maybe Higazi to be the man who drops out. Those, those are all very interesting facts. I mean, I had uh, Ben Foster, of course, in that game, and also Nathan Ake, and um, oh, Ake. and I was lucky that they both actually managed to pick up bonus points. Uh, yeah, Ake especially, Lose, yeah. It, losing games. I mean, yeah, but his past completion stats were very high... Obviously, yeah. you know he's a BAPS magnet. He made a few uh, clearances that were important. So, yeah, you know, I,
0: I heard he you, you almost scored, didn't he? At the death, too. Imagine if that had gone in. I mean, it would well, have hurt would, you a
1: little bit because you had Foster as well. Well, I think overall that would have been fantastic for me. So I definitely, yeah, <laughs> uh, I definitely would have celebrated that one as well.
0: I mean, Jeff, did, did you? You had J Rod as well, didn't you, Nick? J-
1: of course, I had J Rod in that game as well. And and once again, like he performed really well. He had um, he had five shots, four within the box. Yeah. You know, he looked, um, he was playing in the number nine position because uh, Pudis started with J-Rod in number nine instead of Rondon. But then later Rondon came on and uh, J-Rod was um, shuffled out to the wings. So that is a bit of a concern because you want him playing down the centre. He, he looked quite dangerous down the centre. When he was down the wing, he didn't get as many opportunities. Yeah. So um, I'm, I think I'm going to hang on to him because of a West Brom's kindly fixture on this coming up. But, uh, you know, I was a bit concerned. There's obviously um, Steve Mounier. He scored a brace for Huddersfield in their opening (coughs) fixture. And Huddersfield have a a decent home match against Newcastle next. So I could potentially do a straight swap for um, Mounier. But... I don't know. It seems a bit knee-jerky. Of course, West Brom have Burnley, so yeah, exactly. It's a tough I, mean, one. I mean, that's his old club as well. Right? Yeah, definitely, because Lukaku used to play for West Ham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Lukaku
0: always likes scoring against West Ham. I mean, there's at like eleven goals now he's scored against the middle competitions. It was nine before. I mean, I think what it does show is that more often than not, when Lukaku comes to town,
1: there's panic on the streets of London. I think yeah, when he goes to West Brom, there's probably going to be panic on the streets of Birmingham as well. <laughs> Just to have to hang the DJ. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, let's talk about Man United then for a second, I suppose, Nick. I mean, how were you feeling when those Lukaku goals went in?
1: Well, half the players, so I don't know. (laughs) I was just, I was still kind of like, I wasn't happy, to be fair. Like, I wanted maybe one, but... Not to. Yeah. It's a bit of a strange situation where you've got a guy in your team and you're actually kind of willing him not to score. Oh, it's horrible. It's, it? it's a weird one. Just, I'm just I so disappointed with Harry Kane's return that, like, when it came to Lukaku, and I just knew that everyone, everyone in our mini league, seems to have captained him. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really? sitting high in any of our mini leagues because of the high ownership. Really,
0: I think it's one of those where I was the same with Kane to some extent. I was sitting there knowing that you'd captained him, and I know knowing that a few others had captained him as well. And thinking, oh, God, like whenever I was listening to the radio, because I was driving a lot this weekend, so I was listening to the Spurs again on the radio, and then the contest
1: went, Kane! I was like, oh,
0: God, oh, God!
1: Like, but then the last minute it was like, oh, he's hit the post! Oh, oh God, yeah. he,
0: he's offside, he's offside!
1: <laughs> You'd have celebrated a Kane goal at that point, though. I, I would
0: definitely. have celebrated one Kane goal at the end, yeah, because he wouldn't have got bonus, I do not think, because he wouldn't have won the game. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I ben think ben Davis like got well. the free bonus anyway, so I was, yeah. I was quite pleased, you know, yeah. those 14 points really did save me this week. I mean, yeah, I mean, back back to Kaku for a second. I mean, he got he had five shots and scored two of them. Um, last season, three shots per game. Uh, the key point with Kaku and why I've been backing him and why I will continue to back him, I might captain him for the early game.
1: Ah! Yeah, I was going to <laughs> ask you that later, actually, because obviously uh, Lukaku plays Swansea. Um, next week I and know. that's the early fixture I and know. we talked a bit on our first pod about your reluctance to uh, captain players in the early fixture so you're going to sh- go for it then I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a Taylor Swift and shake it off and then go okay. for it straight away
0: um, and K- Kaku I think going look, looked very good for United had a lot of shots and um, ball was played for it and there's one time as well in the beginning where the, he couldn't get the ball out of his feet as well with goal gaping um, I mean last season he had better stats than Ibra who was the, the spearhead of that made nice attack. He had uh, Ibra had an attempt every 21.2 minutes, whereas Khaku had one every 29.2 minutes. However, the shot accuracy for Kharku was 48%, whereas Ibra was only 39.1. So you've got to think that Kharku's going to more than better Ibra's 17 goals last season, this season, with, with, with statistics like that, with a better supply line than he was getting at Everton. Yeah, I mean he's a man in backing
1: it. Uh, I was very pleased when those goals went in. And I had to pull over <laughs> to celebrate, which is quite quite sad. And that's but, fair uh, enough. Um, one person who's probably not going to score 17 goals this season maybe is your other striker, who was uh, Manolo Gabbiadini. Yes. Um, well, re- should we have a quick talk about Southampton? Yeah, 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 let's go for it. Well, I mean they had 24 shots, 22 that were off target, and only two, only two that were on target. The likes of Ryan Bertrand were. You know, creating most of the chances, and he picked up a couple of bonus points because of it. He was also on corners, so he looks like a, a definite asset to own for Southampton. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, their forward line just looks pretty poor, to be honest. I mean, in the third minute, I was I was
0: kind of you know refreshing that game on on live score, and I kept pressing on uh, Southampton because obviously I had Bertrand and I had Gabbiadini In the third minute, across from Bertrand, Gabbiadini hits the bar. Ooh. I was like, oh my, that would have been perfect, it's absolutely perfect. But I mean, Gabi. Dini's another one of those but you could, so, I mean,
1: could downgrow him from yeah, for Mounier some or someone 6.0 I mean I had uh, Jack Stevens in the end actually um, I originally had Cedric but then I started doubting that he was going to start mm. so I went um, I went for Jack Stevens. <laughs> but, um, but now I'm, I'm thinking maybe I should have gone for Yoshida actually, perhaps because uh, Yoshida he was he was on free kicks. He was another one of those that seemed to be randomly on, on free, free so kicks. Ben Davis was taking corners as well, and he was standing <laughs> behind Ericsson looking like he wanted to take free kicks. Yeah, we had um, you, sh- you had Jacker, of course, he was on corners. I oh, know. So there's a few um, weird you know, a few th- weird assets taking free kicks and corners. So and... one man who did look fairly good in that Southampton game was James Ward-Prowse. I mean, five point five. I think we were. A bit put off by the
0: Twitter arti, a bit put off whenever we, when we were considering him as a 5.5 um, because we weren't sure whether he was going to start. He, he did start and he got three key passes and took four shots, including one header, incredibly. Um, I mean, last season he got 1.4 key passes per game, 1.4 shots per game, but they've got a terrible West Ham next. I mean, will he will, will he be the flavour of the game week? I mean, the obvious flavour of the game week, you just spoke about him, is Xhaka. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Xhaka, four goal attempts, five chances creative, of which two became an assist on most corners, I think it
1: was. Yeah. Like the, the early bandwagon, Granite Xhaka. He's definitely an early bandwagon, and he's another one of those 5.5 midfielders. We did an article on 5.5 uh, midfielders that been quite popular, but we didn't look at Shaka. We looked at um, Iwobi. He was our sort of Arsenal pick he due to start, quite did he? decent stats last year. He didn't start. But there's also Aaron Moy from Huddersfield. He's quite a popular choice at the moment. A lot of people yeah, seem to be looking assist, at him. He? Um, Yeah. I mean, these guys are all the son
0: and heir of nothing in particular, are they? I mean, I'm not too sure about um, the Xhaka movement. I mean, we'll talk about him in the market forces bit, I'm sure. But, I mean, you you just mentioned the 5.5 article. I mean, the 7.0 article that we did before the season. I mentioned Fabregas. And I was just like,
1: I'm all about Fabregas. Fabregas is my man. But I mean, William, it was was really nothing. Chelsea, with two red cards, was... It was pretty terrible for the club in general, and I think you know losing Cahill meant that they were struggling all through the game. And Fabregas getting himself sent off as well was terrible for the owners. But of course, you had you had William because you sold Pedro, didn't you? Yeah, I had, Pedro to, I had to do that
0: last minute. Um, the Willianian allowed me to make a few adjustments, and Willian obviously got an assist and got me a bonus point. You can't be unhappy about that. I mean,
1: are you still are you doubting Alonso? Are you happy with Alonso? Well, I'm happy for the moment. Just because of the sheer amount of shots he had, like the numerous shots, about five in total. He was playing quite really, far forward, he was, wasn't Yeah, he? exactly. He was playing very far forward. He was taking free kicks. What's not to like about this guy? Obviously, he's expensive, but if Chelsea can get a clean sheet, then you're in the money. If he scores, you're in the money. If he gets an assist, he's in the money, and one of those is likely to happen at some point. Obviously, there's a tricky fixture coming up, Chelsea versus Spurs. I don't like having high coverage in these sort of games, but I'm going to have to go into it, I think, with three players in total. which I know, I think, I think we're going nowhere fast with that, really. Um, You've got three, I I've think. I've got uh... Ben Davis as well. But, yeah, Of course, yeah. Ben Davis is going to rock up with a last minute assist, so I'm not too <laughs> concerned about him. He looks like he's rising in price as well, which is yeah, uh, that's pretty see. nice. Yeah, that's good for you.
0: I mean, the other thing I think we were looking at and we spoke about before pre season is Red Roulette.
1: Oh, do you want to give everyone a quick rundown of what that is? Well, we did another sort of infographic um, on the red roulette where we looked at Mohamed Salah, uh, Firmino, Coutinho and Mane. Uh, But the red roulette is basically the Liverpool players and the Liverpool midfield and how much of a gamble it is when you're trying to pick which one because one of them will come up with it and the rest will blank and it's like whoever you pick, you're destined to fail with that choice. Um, A lot of people obviously... Went for Coutinho originally, but because he seems to be leaving, he seems to be out the equation now. Yeah. So it's a choice really between Firmino, Mane, and Salah, and they all actually came up with the goods. So you yeah, know, yeah, they, every they... everyone won in the roulette, you know, everyone's coming <laughs> home with the dollars in <laughs> their I mean, pocket, celebrating. I, I,
0: I, I, the three of them together look really good. You had Man- uh, Mane on the left wing; he was decent, he was direct. Stuck to his flank, and he's 100%, as you said in the article, not a passer of the ball. No bonus, even though he played the full game. He, he wasn't even threatening bonus, he was so far behind. Uh, you had Solara on the right wing, and what was different about him when, you, when I was watching? I was a bit surprised in it, because I was expecting him to stick to the right wing in the same way uh, Mane sticks to the left wing. However, Salah was drifting inside, getting onto his left foot, trying to spin the defenders. He's almost like a supercharged Andros Townsend in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his goal was admittedly very lucky. Um, I mean, for the Firmin- Firmino um, obviously lobbed the goalkeeper and it was going wide and Salah jumped in and scored. Um, but what was notable is that he was so central a lot of the time, Salah. And he was swapping with Firmino a lot. And it looks like those two... Seems to have quite a fluid relationship going on. I mean, Firmino, obviously, on football manager, he'd have an off the ball rating of 20. He's just so good at running the defenders out of space. Work so hard. I think the owners must be glad about that penalty because he needs. Uh, he seems to need them. Um, he he's more of an assist machine than a goal machine. It looked like to me this. Well, James,
1: James Milner wasn't on the pitch, was he, <laughs> when the penalty was taken? So still a, a question mark, I guess, over who takes them. But um, interestingly enough, Jordan Henderson, who used to take them, he was on the pitch. Yeah, and
0: he, he wasn't. He and he wasn't interested. Wasn't anyone near? Was he? I, I, the, no. I think the final one to talk about in terms of this game. I'm sorry if we've missed the game. That's very very important to you. Is, is obviously Obviously, my beloved Arsenal, four-three with Leicester, twenty-seven attempts at goal, and very much like me on Football Manager, Wenger seems to have set up to outscore the opposition rather than bothering about defending. I mean, if uh, Monreal is your is your key
1: centre back. I think we've got some problems. <laughs> Mustafi is still ill, isn't he? And yeah, Cashoni mis- was suspended. So they were missing some key assets. But you know, maybe Kalasanac will play on on the wing next hope- time round, you know. I- but he seems Oxlade <laughs> seems to be a de facto wing back it's now it's, it's weird, a bit confusing it? their formation was all over the shop when Giroud came on no one knew what what the hell they were playing anymore but yeah no one seemed to know what was going
0: on I mean Kolasinac just seems to be ignoring the tactical instructions a fair bit I mean he was at some points he was back and walking backwards other
1: times I mean, his assist what was he doing well there? we saw the heat maps didn't we yeah <laughs> and we thought this guy is meant to be a defender central defender he is a his uh, heat map was all over the shop, you know, most, mostly in the opposition half, I think, which was a bit shocking. I know. And then uh, basically Leicester seemed to have picked up on the fact. And I think
0: better teams will pick up on the fact. Pa- I mean, obviously Leicester scored three, so they're not a terrible team at all. Um, but better teams will pick up on the fact that Arsenal's centre is so soft and gooey. Leicester shoved in cross after cross after cross. And we really struggled to deal with it. We really did.
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be bringing in an Arsenal defender at any soon i just like with liverpool liverpool couldn't handle crosses at all liverpool were terrible defending yeah i just you just can't look at these guys like i mean some no, people can't. talk about alberto marina because he's 4.5 but we we say stay away yeah, it's and the same we're... with Trent
0: alexander arnold yeah. many people
1: are i mean he, he did play well but at the same time you know
0: nah i mean if you're gonna get for if you're gonna go for a, a young player maybe uh
1: carl walker peters is the man to go well for. perhaps i mean trippy is supposedly coming back quite soon so we'll have we'll have to see there they're possibly also looking to sign someone as well perhaps uh, Davinson Sanchez who's been mooted for a £35 million move yeah, on they're... my axe yeah yeah
0: oh, I've just, just realised we haven't spoken about Man City actually oh god yeah we've got to <laughs>
1: speak about them haven't we <laughs> yeah
0: exactly I mean they looked okay I saw them on uh, on Saturday night they looked kind of solid David Silver looks evil doesn't he I mean he's like the dark Pokemon version of himself with the skinhead I
1: mean a creative a, player should a... not have a skinhead he's going for the sort of Lord Voldemort <laughs> look perhaps but just, yeah you know but um, can we both have Kate ADB. Uh, he only got us three points, unfortunately, but he had four shots outside the box. You know, he had one on target and one one through ball attempt. So, but, so he was he was in the right places a lot of time. He assisted the assister, of course, but I think he's got to do a little bit more to justify his ten point zero price. Otherwise, he'll have to be out, and someone like Addy or Eriksson will have to come yeah, in.
0: Eriksson to assist and Ali with with the goal. I mean, that's been the case. Of a lot of people who don't go, who haven't got Kane but have gone for Ali. Um, I mean, with Kun and Heesus. I mean, Kun. We saw a lot of people on Twitter, at least the captain Kun, and he always just looks like he's full of goals, doesn't he, Nick? I mean, he had uh, three big chances and scored one of them. Heesus uh, had four attempts actually, um, and you, you've got to wonder what will happen when they all click. It could be an absolute. Destruction of whatever team that is.
1: And they also kept a clean sheet, of course, with their new goalkeeper Edison. Yeah. And um, I think a few, quite a few people are bringing in Walker. Perhaps some of the uh, Gary Cahill sellers. I mean, he actually looks pretty impressive. there's another option on the right flank for City. Yeah. Or yeah. there's other cheaper options, I guess, as well. Some people bringing in Otamendi, perhaps. Otamendi, Danilo. 5.
0: Um, I, I don't really want to do that, but at the same time, I mean, they're obviously an option.
1: Well, yeah. Stop me if you've heard this one before, but that, that's fascinating info. <laughs> All right, shall we take a break? now yeah let's do it who got the assist who got the assist so we're gonna start with our darksiders team and to be honest i haven't even looked at it (laughs) so i've completely left the darksiders up to you i haven't but i'm gonna pick it up next week i'll give them you'll be be the darth vader to my (laughs) emperor palpatine exactly so fill me fill me in anyway tom yeah so um
0: it it beat you unfortunately the darksiders team (laughs) It, it didn't it didn't beat me it was one point off me um, 71 points for the Dark Um Edison and Goal obviously got a clean sheet. Your man Bavis, 14 points for the Dark Valencia with a clean sheet. Alan Yom, who may come up later, with a clean sheet. Excellent. Um, Sana obviously with one. Uh, Fabregas with a minus one. Wine with a two. Mkhitaryan uh, with 11 points. Oh, brilliant! To yeah. Excellent. Vardy two goals. Murata, a goal and assist off the bench, and captain Gabrydini obviously did nothing. But um, that's
1: a dodgy captain pick, but I guess. So the, the transfer that we're going to have to do, I guess, is uh, Fabregas out. obviously yeah, we're going to have to make a move as well, aren't we? The
0: biggest issue with it is that we've got to have to make. We might have to make a few moves because Ben Davis, Jamie Vardy, Henry Mkhitaryan are all approaching the 10% threshold. I've got no idea what we're going to do. Are we going to take a hit? Are we going to
1: leave it? Um, I, oh, feel like I, the... <laughs> I don't feel like we should. I think it's okay for now. I think we can definitely take out... I think we've got to make one... We've got, we've, got we've got to take out one... haven't we? Yeah, we have to make that change. Have we got some people on the bench, have we, perhaps, that can come in as well?
0: Yeah, but it's not entirely exciting. We've got Chalabar, we've got Monreal, and we've got big-face Harry Maguire on the bench. Um, Oh,
1: for Fabregas, do you have any ideas, Nick? Well, well perhaps Anthony Martial, uh, maybe. Because, um, obviously, he didn't start for Manchester United, so he's very anti-meta. No one's really looking <laughs> yeah, at him. No, but, you know, he came on and he got a goal and assist. So he might be an anti-meta pick for this week. <laughs> and I know we've still got some money in the bank as we well, know, we've we? have got two million in the bank. I mean, I, I don't know what to do
0: about, um, about the above 10% rule. I think we'll figure it out and post something with... Um, I mean, it's difficult. I think we were just so successful with picking an anti-messer team. <laughs> They're all rising. Aren't they? We got Vardy, Vardy rising. Uh, obviously, Bavis is very, very close to rising in ownership, if not rising in price. Mkhitaryan rising in price. Maybe you know we've got to refigure this quite quickly. I hope we don't have to pull the wild card straight away to make four transfers. But um, I mean, there's one man, Nick, who uh, who got uh, six points. Could have got more. Um, I think it's time for Nyon Watch and and this is your debut week, isn't it, Nyon Watch?
1: So Alan Nyon, he started, he had three long balls, he had 26 passes with 73.1% completion. He made no crosses. He was robbed of a bonus by Ake and Foster, much to my celebration, but he got a clean sheet, six points. And he also assisted the assister, so he was fouled. Chris Brunt came over, took the free kick, and of course, our man, or not so our man, Higazi, got the goal. So an assist for the assister for Alan Yon and six points. This is no much.
0: Thanks, Nick. I mean, that is... That is fantastic. And, and I, I, the danger man, Alan Nyom, for 5.0. I mean, for that kind of performance, you've got to get him in, right? I mean, no crosses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is worth 5.0 for sure. Perhaps. <laughs> I, I, sense, I sense a lot of sarcasm in your voice there. So, so hashtag NyomWatch. If you see Alan Nyom anywhere, on the pitch, at the stadium, down Primark, down Tesco, let us know.
1: And if you do know Alan Nyom personally, hashtag non <laughs> get him to accept our follower request exactly and try adding him yourself see if he accepts you because it might just be us that's being blanked we want to know it's still pending <laughs> okay nick right um
0: so i mean we've got a bit of news haven't we i mean we were on the on a little cycle fans football scout this week
1: yeah it's a very exciting opportunity for us yeah definitely
0: i mean i was on a on youtube with andy you were uh, look like <laughs> he
1: looks like yoshida yeah there are, there are a few um <laughs> untoward comments <laughs> yeah, being yeah, made, a few, uh, few strange you know,
0: comments <laughs> my girlfriend picked up uh someone saying he looks like the chinese deli alley <laughs> which is it was quite a big leap in uh a
1: leap in brilliant. perception
0: there but i mean so we spoke about obviously the market forces there nick i mean let's let's bring that into the podcast a little bit as well i mean who's who, who's been catching your eye this week in the market
1: well, I think a lot of people are selling Gary Cahill. He's had over 160,000 sales already. Cool. Obviously, he's suspended. So if he's in your team, you have to get rid of him. And uh, Higazi seems to be the main beneficiary um, of those sales. By getting in Higazi for Cahill, you get 1.4 extra in the bank. And perhaps this means that you can afford someone like Lukaku or... Stedi Alley or Mikatarian in your midfield. Perhaps. Yeah, it gives you
0: that flexibility, doesn't it? I mean, if West Brom have got decent fixtures, and yeah, I can understand that completely. I mean, the the other one this weekend is Shaka,
1: as you said. Yep. Yeah, so Shaka's risen already as well and I think a lot of people perhaps are selling Iwobi maybe going for you know sideways movement there because I think Iwobi looks yeah, like he's going yeah, to fall I wouldn't be surprised by that I mean the, the key ones obviously
0: Fabregas getting the getting the, getting the red card and
1: yeah Fabregas and also Wilfred Zaha he's now a doubt for the next fixture there's a lot of speculation about him at the moment because of this uh, image that emerged with him yeah. but um, you know some people are saying it's just a precaution I think Ben Dinnery has said that on Twitter but yeah. he has has been flagged and at the moment he's already over 80,000 people have actually transferred him out God, so it so looks it's... like he might be falling as well and he's in my team so that, that that does raise a concern for me that I might have to make a move I think maybe that might be a transfer for me and I could perhaps I haven't really thought who to bring in No, that's been, the it's problem. such an awkward
0: price point isn't it 7.0 I just... well
1: yeah exactly what are people I mean, doing like Ram, Ramsey well Ramsey didn't start scored. he scored got... he did score but he didn't start you know like there's obviously William as well but William has a tricky fixture because they're playing us, yeah. so you know it's a tough one. I could always save some money by bringing someone in like James Ward-Prowse or some of the five-point-five assets we talked about. Perhaps Aaron Moy seems to be a, a riser at the moment. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll come back. The next one's our, our man Mo. <laughs> yeah, Mo Salah. He's had over 110,000 transfers in as well. Um so a lot of people have been making a sort of sideways Liverpool move as well, like selling Coutinho, because Coutinho's had over seventy thousand sellers and like this is your last opportunity because they're the same price and and probably by the time you listen to this actually Salah would have risen and Coutinho would have perhaps fallen. So it would have been the last opportunity today yeah, to mo- to make mo- this sideways move. It's Monday night, so if any listeners are telepathically linked
0: to us get rid of Coutinho if you own him and get salary <laughs> is what I was saying I mean what, what a player play Salah I was very happy with that particular little pun, which I'm sure a lot of people were um, is anyone anyone else I mean you've got uh, you've got big ROM
1: obviously with the two goals yeah definitely now Lukaku's already had 100,000 transfers in and uh, it's, it's my man, it's my man, Harry Kane. It's, you know, he's got loads of sellers. 75,000 plus have already sold him at this current moment in time. That's it's probably madness. going to be 100,000 by the time you listen to this, probably. So he might well fall this week. But it's just, the market is just crazy, you know. Like, someone like Harry Kane, just one game where he's... he's not performed and everyone is just selling when everyone knows how good this player is and what an asset he actually is you know i think it's just selling kane it's just like another false alarm really isn't it tom yeah i mean we'll talk about
0: this in a bit i mean i think i mean you've, obviously your man bavis as well is probably going to rise too i think I, I want to quickly talk about the psych a little bit of psychology here nick bring up a lot of this is to do with something called mental accounting nick and book value which are related kind of terms basically if you think about it purchases are made with the expectation of future benefit Uh, so this is known as utility to economists and we're here in the realm of uh, behavioural science so imagine buying a sofa and you've got a new house so uh, you have expectations of continued use of that sofa you do have kind of a vague expectation of how long that investment's going to pay off for you your return to you. you know you're not also not entirely comfortable with selling something until it's outlived its use. So think about you know if you're upgrading a smartphone early despite that there's nothing wrong with the current run, you're not going to be too happy about that. This is because when we buy something, we open up a, a mental account for it. you keep track of whether this asset appreciates or depreciates in value. This is called a book value. You, you effectively expect a return on investment. You expect a certain amount of utility to equalise the pain of purchasing this item. And this, this isn't physical pain, obviously. This is a shorthand for the, the outlay that you spend. So imagine Kane, for example. You bought him for 12.5 and you're expecting an ROI, a return on investment, a return on utility for outlaying that 12.5 to purchase and acquire that asset. But if that ROI doesn't meet the anticipated utility, so Kane hasn't scored this weekend, I've paid 12.5, you could sell. and The book value is depreciated in your mind to such an extent that you want to replace that asset. Um, you know, virtual assets are exactly the same as physical assets in your mind, and the value can differ depending on experience as well, which is really interesting. So the value is higher for some assets as opposed to the others. So I'm going to keep Kane, for example, because I've got lots of positive experience with him, and I feel like he's going to do well eventually. So my
1: mental value of him is a lot higher. Whereas Gabbiadini, for example. Gabbiadini, for me, I couldn't even look at him after last season. You didn't actually have Gabbiadini last season. You had Rondon, so now you've got another first striker who's making you suffer again. (laughs) You know, the curse of the first striker hasn't hasn't been lifted for you as of yet. Exactly, that's the thing. So if I have Rondon,
0: my book value for him is going to be a lot lower because he's like somebody who I have a negative past experience with. Um, so if I did bring him in and he did nothing he'd be up pretty quickly exactly and contextual factors such as impulse which we'll cover another day uh, lack of experience and social factors also play a role
1: but yeah there's a little, psych- a little bit of psychology corner there well, that's very fascinating to that's very <laughs> fascinating stuff um, <laughs> You're yeah. very insightful indeed I mean I think what you can take away from this is I think that riding the bandwagons and FPL success does come hand in glove in many cases You know does. but we, you would never recommend to jump on it you can't jump on every bandwagon and some you just have to look at you know if Kane if you don't own Lukaku then I can understand why some people are selling Kane for him but if you own both Lukaku and Kane is there a necessity to sell Kane perhaps not at this stage yeah. I, my, our suggestion would be to hold would you be in agreement, Dave? I think so, I think so. I mean, we'll have an infographic out this week, I think, on uh, buy, sell, hold
0: for, I think, free risers, free fallers. I think Kane's definitely going to be one of those that we're saying, hold on to. Don't uh, become prey to the herd mentality. Don't knee-jerk. Keep
1: hold of them. And we're not just saying that because we don't want to see price falls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, we're not, we're
0: not being strategic. We're just being informative. All right, Nick, um, let's uh, go to a break and after to do uh
1: Community big- questions. That's it got the assist who got the assist so it's time for the community section and if you haven't joined our league yet our league code is 1538-17403 and the current leader of the league is scott wolf who scored 102 points and he's actually asked us a question this week so it's a very nice segue into the community <laughs> yeah. question section so um, he asked us on reddit Do we have a cheap 4.5 midfielder and a cheap 4.0 defender? And who, who are the best choices at this current moment in time? Oh my,
0: so the ch- I think the cheap 4.5 is still going to be Carroll, um, I mean taking set pieces. They didn't seem to be the best against Southampton, but at the same time Southampton's probably going to help them a lot. So Let's see, I mean, I mean Tammy looks okay, I mean you could have Carroll assisting,
1: uh, assisting Tammy coming forward, I mean who knows. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's a decent choice. Obviously there's also Ruben Loftus-Cheek and he was playing very far forward, so it looks like he's a first choice for Crystal Palace at at the moment yeah you know playing yeah. alongside Zaha almost yeah that's he didn't, a... didn't get any goals or assists no but um he definitely still looks like a, a decent choice and but the man who actually got the assist was someone we described as a member of the proletariat in our 4.5 midfielders article and uh that's Jack Cork isn't oh, it? Oh yeah good old Jack Cork he was one of those
0: guys that I just figured would be the heir to Darren Fletcher into um, some extent because he's always going to play he's always going to get two points so him getting an assist I kind of thought you know what that's not too bad because I had him in my initial kind of <laughs> setup before it became clear that Tom Carroll you can't get past him
1: I've currently got Nathan Chalibur as well he's another option but it kind of like we're still going for the what's, what's your formation it's 3-4-3 three, three at it's the moment three, four, three, yeah. and I'm 4-3-3 But there are a couple of 5.0 strikers that emerged, and we talked about them on the first pod, didn't we? There's a certain man called Dominic Calvert-Lewin who uh, rocked out with an assist.
0: He got an assist, but he was playing left wing back. And I said on on Twitter, "Is he the least attractive (laughs) out position prospect?" Of them all, but then you rot up with an assist, Nick. I mean, he just, did, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's the curse
1: of the, uh, the the curse of the blogger. Always. Yeah, the other chap who started was your pick in, uh, in yeah, the Tom first you know, uh, Israeli, Israeli this, superstar, this charming Tom. man. He, he did all right. He didn't obviously get any points, but he, at least he started as a five point exactly. yeah, striker.
0: That's it. And so maybe three-five-two is back on, then. and then uh, 4.0 in the defender,
1: Nick. I mean. Chancellor Bemba. Well, he looks like the only one that's possibly going to start now. Obviously, Lejeune got injured, and uh, who else got injured? Damit, Damit, carried off as well. So that's two Newcastle defenders (laughs) down. I always
0: say carried off, even though they weren't carried off. I'm
1: sure they walked off.
0: (laughs) He got carried off. Yeah, yeah, he got stretched
1: off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. everyone's always stretched off. But they've got (laughs) Huddersfield next. So, you know, if you're looking to bring in a 4.0 defender at this stage for some reason as your transfer, there's your man. I feel like he's just another false alarm.
0: (laughs) Um, So, uh, Vinay asks on Twitter um, Does hopping on bandwagons after early game weeks help? So, we've just said already that Xhaka and maybe Hagazi are not the two that we're going to be
1: jumping on ourselves I think it depends on um, the bandwagon of course like with Lukaku if you don't have Lukaku you've got to get him in because he's going to probably double rise perhaps this week if he scores a brace against Swansea he could double rise again all of a sudden he might be you know 12 million 12.1 million and you're just not going to be able to afford him so if it's a high value asset like Lukaku who's going to score lots of goals and going to get price rises perhaps jump on straight away if it's like a man like Higazi or Shaka you, yeah. don't, you don't really need to jump on these wagons they're cheap they're cheap guys anyway they're never going to rise more than a million even if they suddenly have this amazing yeah, it's, run it's not going to be a Phil Coutinho so, is it no so you're still going to be able to afford I, I them think, think 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 maybe
0: may, may irritatingly there it's basically like it depends like if you've got a Cahill then maybe getting Higazi in and then yeah. using that extra
1: yeah. using that extra two million somewhere else is a great idea I mean if, if, if Higazi scores again if Big Mouth strikes again then you know we might have to jump on you might have to do it you know big man strikes again big man perhaps (laughs) big man it's not Harry Maguire is (laughs) it? no
0: definitely not so the next uh, the next uh, question is from Jamie T and also from Smart Fat Man on Twitter what a great Um, name both say uh, thoughts on Gabby uh, stick or twist uh, Fat man
1: says uh, Austin looked sharp when he came Ooh, on that 's the thing. Austin could perhaps start the next game. Gabby could be dropped you know no, that's like kill we me. talked about all the misses. Are, are you thinking about transferring out Gabby? Do you think that might be your move or are you going to just hold i 'm not sure I can quite do it yet. I think
0: maybe i 'm a fan of basically holding the transfer until um, after game week two, having the two fts in the bank and doing you know the mini wild card where you do a minus four do free changes. Gabby could well be out for uh, Mooney at that point. I think that that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep Gabby for West Ham, who looked terrible. Yeah, I was about to say, he they've something. got West
1: Ham next, and West Ham conceded four goals. Zabaleta, he looked too old. He looked out of his depth. He couldn't handle Rashford. I mean, he was
0: playing as Marcus Rashford. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, um, so the next question is from Paul Michael Jones. And his question is, it's early days, and most people plan for an early wild card. But how far off the pace do you reckon you could be before it becomes a necessity? Well, I, I think it's definitely early days at this stage, even if you score like 30, 40 points. I mean, it depends on your team as well. If you've decided to load up on Chelsea, you've got Kale, you've got Fabregas. You've got zaha you've got Gabiadini and you're looking at the team thinking this is a pile of trash <laughs> then you might have to make no offense if you have all four of those players by the way you might have to make an early wild card and i would be tempted perhaps in that situation yeah I've, I've, a lot of it's down to luck like if you put one of those teams together and you've got massively unlucky
0: you've got 30 40 points then maybe I'd be considering it. I'd maybe give it a couple of weeks. I think our advice might be to look at game week six when
1: all the fixtures start to come a little bit better. Perhaps, yeah. That's our suggestion at this moment You, in get, time. you get a little bounce but it as well, It depends how badly you're doing. If you have to do it urgently then do it but we would still say it's still a little bit early because you could wild card now and in in 10 game weeks time you've got a huge injury crisis and you think why didn't i hold on to that wild card uh, so nick the
0: next question is about the 7.0s effectively and it's kind of two questions so paul sweeney on twitter and pontus JoeQuist on facebook paul says uh, Zahar's stickle twist and uh, pontus says uh who's the, uh, the standout option to get in for fabregas so, so seven point zero if you can
1: get A question for me because I've got a Zaha. And at the moment I'm probably gonna stick. But I think I'm gonna hold off at the moment. I'm a bit worried about price falls. If I see he's falling I might have to make a quick move. But I'm gonna wait for the press conference as well because Crystal Palace is Next game is against Liverpool, and they've looked absolutely terribly defensively. And then the following week, they've got Swansea at home. So personally, I think those are two reasonable fixtures for Zaha. And I'd like to hold on to him. But if if he's ruled out, I am going to have to sell. And obviously with Fabregas owners, they do have to sell him. So, I mean, there are a number of options. It's Ann, but Ann looks like he might be rising, so he might be priced out of the market early. <laughs> so, yeah, tough, there's it? it's Tadic, you know, 6.5, but he didn't necessarily look too... He nearly won a penalty. Yeah, and Redmond but, as well. But, um, you know, sort of not Tadic, they've got West Ham and then Huddersfield, so they've still got some good fixtures coming up, those guys, so those are options. I mean, might it
0: be time to have Aaron Ramsey, who looks okay, scored a goal, hope he will
1: play against stoke i mean that could be a time to have him well, in perhaps i mean that's the thing no one's really been talking about six million 6.5 million assets because there's not really many options there you go down you've got the 5.5 5 million uh, guys like Moy, like we talked about and and maybe shaka as my well my man ryan I, fraser but, yeah your man ryan fraser but shaka of course he's rising but he's a defensive liability he can get himself sent off so easily um okay so the next
0: question is from jonathan
1: hancock on twitter
0: um is Mkhitaryan the poor man's KDB? Uh, still early, early days, but he seems more attacking and ha- got a couple of assists.
1: Well, Mkhitaryan's actually very nicely priced at the moment because of a poor season last year. He's, uh, you can save his by getting rid of KDB and bringing in Mkhitaryan. So perhaps he is the poor man's KDB. A couple of assists is brilliant. For him, it looks like Man United in that West Ham game, they really looked like they were clicking. You've also got Paul Pogba, of course, as well as another option there. Yeah, so
0: with Mickey, what's really good is that he was in number 10 role, um, despite being positioned on a lot of sites on the wing, apparently. I mean, 11 goals, 15 assists, he was the inverse of uh, Sahar's 15 goals and 11 assists. And he's definitely one that if we did the prospects and the prospects on him last year we'd have had to run and hide because we'd have been saying he's such a great player you need to get him in. Exactly. <laughs> he exactly. He performed, he performed brilliantly against uh, for Borussia Dortmund. but It looks like he's, he's now coming finally into his prime uh, for, for United. And finally, um, obviously we've spoken about it a tiny bit but we've got a few questions about Harry Kane. Um, Lucas, um, the Super Juan, asks is it worth taking out uh, Kane for Lacazette? Uh, so I can prove elsewhere FPL Corn asks is Kane uh, good in August FPL Chelsea says is everyone who's selling Kane an idiot or does it just look seem and feel that way and uh, Paul Aitken kind of similar asks I've got Bobby, Kun and Harry do I lose one for Romelu
1: well we talked about Harry Kane a lot and just during that Spurs match I was just watching I was like please 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 let me get what I want (laughs) and what I wanted was a goal and I wasn't rewarded with one but you know, um, like we said, we're not gonna sell. But if you, because Paul Aiken says, you know, do you lose one for Romelu? Like it's tough it's, because I think maybe maybe I would sell one of them. Like bring oh, Lukaku he is looking essential. Yeah, over fifty percent yes, yes. ownership. You know, everyone's going to be captaining him for that Swansea game. I would actually probably think about making a move and you have to lose either one of or Kuna, or Kuna Harry. Harry looks like the one falling. He's got Chelsea and I, I back him against Chelsea, but perhaps you have to play I it mean, safe. But because of the ownership levels, you have to get on I mean, Lukaku I, The, the thing is
0: that Harry Kane in London derbies, I mean, the, the thing is with Lukaku is that 11.5 becomes an 11.6, which basically is a 12. The issue is, is that like with Kane, you've got that little buffer. So you can hold him for one more game. And that Chelsea mm-hmm. game, I think, is going to be one of those games where he could score because it's a, I mean, I mean, FPL Corners Is he going to be able to do something in August?
1: I think he will be able to. He was, as you said, five. Is it five shots on target in the last game? And Chelsea are looking quite depleted. Of course, they've got yeah, Gary Bank, Cahill yeah. now suspended. You got you got Rudiger coming in. Your man got, Rudy. Well, I don't understand why Conte sold Matić. He's got rid of Ake. He's got rid of Zuma on loan. Why are you selling these players? You know, they now look so severely depleted with all the suspensions <laughs> and injuries. It seems a bit daft. But yeah, exactly. I can't I, explain I, I, that.
0: I think what we're saying is all right lucas who asked about kane's lacazette i wouldn't do that quite yet Um paul i'm gonna say
1: probably leave it in my view nick you reckon maybe remove him for kaku well i think if you don't have kaku you, you do have to bring him in that's
0: that's that actually... yeah i mean if if you do have bobby could and harry i i'd be tempted to maybe move out harry and then, but the, the the problem is again is that you're going to bring you're going to want him in for the Burnley game, but we've seen already with the Hull and Burnley last year around Christmas that he can blank in those games
1: just as easily. So well, I think there's a lot of panic around with the uh, Lukaku <laughs> non-owners. But the guy is you've oh. got to bring him in, you know. So anyway, uh, we're, we're
0: close to the end now, Nick. Um, ne- next week, the the WAG pick we're going to talk about again. I mean, this week I had Lukaku, who scored 13. You had Kane, who uh, yeah. unfortunately scored one. Well,
1: I know. And then uh, the WAG pick was KDB, and he got three. So, you know, the the WAGs didn't do much better. No. But I think it's Sarah's pick. So, obviously, there's Lukaku away to Swansea. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Lacazette? He's, um, he's got Stoke. He's away. Yeah, sounds a good send up to What's the well, final one? Well, Liverpool playing Crystal Palace. So perhaps Salah? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I'll give her that
0: and then we'll put it up on the website, I think, on uh, <laughs> on Friday, along with our teams again.
1: And the latest Darksider team, of course, as well. Yeah, of
0: course. Uh, I think there are changes next week. I think both of
1: us are making no changes well, unless. I might have to swap Zahar out, perhaps. Yeah, if, if he's
0: dropping, I... is that going to happen?
1: Well, yeah, I think he will drop, actually. So, so you're going to do Yeah, it? well, I don't know. He's all, I'm, I, I, I can't decide. I have to think about that one, to be honest. I'm not going to make okay. a decision at I, this I, moment I, I in I time. think
0: maybe in ideal one would both want to keep our teams, but it sounds like you might have to get rid of Zaha and enter, <laughs> enter the realm of
1: confusion. Perhaps. Maybe Ramsey, yeah. maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't so know. So, we're going to get some more content out on the website as well. We've got Ed working on an article where he's reviewing what happened in this game week. That hopefully will be our next couple of days as well
0: and yeah i mean we'll have our um price rises and price fallers in fog and we'll, uh, yeah we'll, we'll do uh how we're uh, how we're setting up this week maybe some ad hoc stuff as well i mean our stato ewan is looking into a couple of things at the moment see if we can get an article out of that um but plenty to
1: come and um congratulations to andy goodland as well for getting our star wars theme last week of course there's another theme this week you may have noticed from some odd phrases that we dropped in here and there. So we're not just saying really random stuff. There is a theme to it. So if you know the oh. theme and guess the theme, drop us a message on Twitter and we'll give you a shout out. I
0: mean, this isn't something that I'd normally care about, but to be honest, it's, it's gruesome that someone as handsome could care.
1: <laughs> the Thank you. The so, big so mouth strikes again. Big mouth strikes again. So we were Who Got the Assist and we hope this assists you. Thanks very much, guys. Take care. Speak to you next week.